Good evening, and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, broadcasting live from our studio in Harlem, New York City, USA, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday evening, November 30th, 2016. We're just getting into the holiday season now. Uh, some of the tree lighting and stuff like that's going to go on tomorrow here in New York City. Over in uh, <clears throat> Central Park, we're going to have uh, the Harlem Mirror. They have a Christmas tree. It lights up there in a choir playing, so everybody will be getting into the festive holiday season, and the best of holidays to everybody out there in my audience. Thanks so much for listening in and supporting our show. Um, we have a very special show this evening. I know, uh, you know, and you know, the guys, guys hold movement is about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better men, better world. What we try to do is create awareness for uh Lots of different issues as uh, reference to life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. So we've had on relationship experts on the show. We've had some entertainers, some fantasy sports people, and we've had a lot of uh, metaphysical uh, writers and channelers and uh, teachers uh, on the show. And it's a really a way for me to help these wonderful people out, get their word out there who are doing such great good work as well as to generate awareness for the spiritual side of a uh, man, whether it be man, a male or a female, it's something that we really need to be uh, more sensitized to nowadays, particularly for the guys. The whole guys, guys movement started with uh, my novel, the guys, guys guide to love, which came out a few years ago, and it's a story about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. And since then, we've started Guys Guys Radio. Uh, we've done over 200 podcasts. I'm available on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, and every one of our uh, podcasts is available for free download because I know a lot of people want to listen when they want to listen. And you can subscribe, but we're on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And the name of the novel is The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. If you want to help me out, please buy the book. You can get the download on Amazon or any of the e-tailers as well as the physical book. Um, a great holiday gift. And uh, you can check out the reviews there also. But as I was saying, we've got a special show this evening because our special guest is Michela Sheldon. She is an intuitive channel. She speaks to uh, different angels and ascended beings, and particularly uh, the Palladians. And she's going to explain to us kind of what she does, how she does it, who the Palladians are, why they're important. Uh, these ascended beings are important for us in our time now on this planet. And it should be a, hopefully a fun and educational show. And I may ask Michela to... Uh, see if we can tap in to uh, some channeling or trancing so we can ask the Palladians. I'd like to know a little bit about, am I on the right track? My life's purpose. We can do a little demonstration on the air possibly. And we also want to welcome any of our listeners to give a call in to 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834. And uh, Ms. Sheila will uh, answer a question as best she can. Let's uh, 
talk about what's going on in the world real quickly, and then we'll do our Guys, Guys, Guide segment, and then we'll bring out our special guest, Michelle Sheldon. So what's happening out there? Well, we have the Trump transition team kind of to take shape now. There's so many people upset about the election one way or the other. You've got uh, the people who are the Democrats and uh, kind of liberal, and they're upset because uh, they don't trust Donald Trump whatsoever. And I think uh, over time, some of the disenfranchised people who wanted change and voted for Trump as a change agent are going to be surprised at some of the changes they're going to see because a lot of these folks are older and uh, not doing that well financially. And uh, there's some talk about privatizing Medicare, privatizing Social Security, et cetera. And that's scary stuff to a lot of our seniors. So, you know, if you're on Facebook or any of the social media, the vitriol and the spewing of these hateful statements back and forth between the two sides continues. We're almost a month after the election now, and nothing has died down whatsoever. So it's going to be a contentious time we're going into. And that's why it's most important to kind of go inside and work on yourselves. And then as your energy goes outward, it's a great way to impact a lot of other people. Many folks that uh, I've been in contact with have just basically thrown up their hands and said, forget it. Everything's controlled. We can't do anything. And I think the quote-unquote powers that be probably want us to think that way, but that's not true. Every person can create their own life. Every person can create their own energy, the type of energy they want to put out, and uh, can affect lots and lots of people. And if we all collectively choose love instead of fear in how we see the world and how we make the decisions, we can make a real difference. So I'd ask all of you to consider that. Uh, let's talk about the guys, guys, guide quickly, and then I'll bring out our special guest. So every week I, uh, just do a quick bullet point encapsulation version of, uh, one of my blogs. And sometimes it's for the most recent post. I'm working on one now because I just reached the, uh, 200, the 200 mark in terms of, uh, blog talk radio, uh, guys, guys, radio podcasts. And it went so quickly, it seems like, and uh, somebody asked me, uh, why don't you do a blog post about what you learned since you've uh, started doing your podcast? So very quickly, and I'm writing about this now, and it hopefully will go up on my website by Friday. And really what I've learned is a couple of things. Uh, one, um, you know, anybody can do a podcast. They're becoming increasingly popular since I started. The whole, the whole uh, category has exploded. But it's the same in the same way as anybody can write a book because everybody's kind of got a book and a story inside them. It's got to be more than something that you want to do. If you want to write, you want to do a podcast, it's got to be something that you have to do, in my opinion, more than just something you want to do. So there's a lot of people who try it out and you know, they'll write a book, they write eight pages and then they stop. They'll do a couple of podcasts and then they'll stop. And really what I found is the old adage of showing up as half the battle is true. I started out doing my podcast, Guys Guys Radio Podcast. I had a partner, a female and we, a lovely woman, and we did kind of a point counterpoint and took calls on relationships. And then uh, she wanted to go in a different direction. And it was a couple of days before the, the next podcast and I had to make a decision. 
So I said, you know what? I wrote the book, The Guy's Guy's Guy to Love. I'm getting on TV. I'm getting on the radio. I'm getting a lot of people giving me press, asking me my point of view on uh, that great communication divide between men and women. Maybe I should use this podcast forum as a way to continue to get the message out there that this is what men are all about. And it's not so bad because the book is really about a kind of a peek under the tent in terms of uh, the life of guys in a, in a, in a sex in the city kind of way. And so I took on a guest. I called up a friend of mine who's an entertainer. He's a comedian. He's got a one man show in New York and now it's uh, traveling around the country, Brad Zimmerman. And he was my first guest. And then I started reaching out and booking guests And then over time, like anything else, you put in the work and you start to get help. And a couple of publicists found me and they started sending me different type of guests. First as relationship experts. And then I had a lot of authors were being sent my way. And then a lot of metaphysical, spiritual teachers and authors came my way. And I've had some channelers and I've had some uh, psychics and I've had some intuitives on the show. And, you know, people sometimes say, well, I thought it's about guys. You know, the whole thing's about guys and men and Yeah, but this is different. This is not like the man show. This is about men being open to the possibilities of what if. I believe this is the best time ever to be a man. But you have to be ready for that. And you have to be open. And you have to change from within to really take advantage of all the wonderful things that are out there. Because now we're at a special time where women are finally getting some, only some of the long overdue recognition. And it's about time. And when men and women can be at their best, everybody wins. And that's what really the whole guys, guys movement is about. So what else have I learned from my show? Well, I've learned that you have to put in the time. And that took me, you know, probably about 100 podcasts to really get comfortable in terms of interviewing different types of people. I get books sent to me. I have to like, you know, sometimes it was a novel. Sometimes it's a nonfiction book. How do I break down a book in a short period of time? getting the press kits from everybody, lining up the guests, having an instruction sheet put together, having my own one pager, and then uh, finding the right uh, venue. And I work with a producer and I want to give him a shout out. His name is Ryan Gilpatrick. He's been super helpful to me. He coordinates the show and sets it up for me every week. And he's uh, really been uh, masterful in how he's done that. Uh, So you've got to get some help also. You also have to decide what you want to stand for. Now, I've opened up the opened up the envelope towards, you know, I go through the filter of men, but it's really about issues having to do with life, love and the pursuit of happiness. And that's why I take on different types of guests. And when somebody pursues me and says, you know, I really want you to consider this guest for the show and they've done a professional job at that and uh, they show up. Then I try and I usually find a way to get them on the show unless it's completely out of left field and has nothing to do with what my brand's all about. But nine times out of 10, I'll book that person. And as a result, I found uh, and built relationships with various publicists over the last couple of years, and it's really worked out nicely. The other thing about showing up is when you're doing the show on your own and you're kind of flying solo, well, you sometimes the guests have a problem and they can't make the show and then you're left there holding the bag. And it's happened. It's happened about a half a dozen times over the last three and a half years. And uh, what I do is I go about 20 minutes if they're not on the line. Sometimes I'll call them or contact their publicist during the show while I'm on the air. 
through Facebook or even a phone call or a text or whatever. And then I'll just wrap the show. And some of you might have had heard some of those podcasts. And then we just, you know, we just take it off. We don't put it in the archive. And you just dust yourself off and say, I got to keep going. It's, you can decide, hey, you know what? I'm humiliated. Or you could say, you know what? Things happen. Keep going. And that's what I've been kind of guided to do. Keep going. And, uh, and I feel passionate about what I'm doing. And it gets to be more and more fun because I'm more and more comfortable with the message, helping people get their message out there. This free education I've gotten, all these wonderful people, these guests I've had on my show, they've taught me so much. They've helped my audience out. And as a result, everybody wins. So that's kind of what I've learned. I'll be writing about it. Uh, my website is robertmanni.com. And uh, I'm constantly posting on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. You can hit me up. And in fact, it's the first time I've mentioned this. If you have a guest, you think somebody would be good to be on our show, Hit me up through social media, Twitter or uh, Facebook, and uh, Robert Manny, author, and let me know. And I'd, love, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing who they are, and uh, we'll see if we can work them in. Uh, that could be relationship experts, entertainers, uh, people in the uh, metaphysical area, and everything that has to do with life, love, and the pursuit of happiness and making this world a better place for when men and women can be at their best. And that's basically it. So let's talk about our special guest tonight. I reached out to her on social media through Facebook because I loved what she was doing. And I thought, well, this would be really cool to have her on the air. So let me tell you a little bit about Michelle Sheldon. She's an intuitive channel. She has the ability to connect with a variety of guides, interdimensional beings and collectives, including Mary Magdalene, Archangels, Jeremiah, the Ancients, Ninth Dimensional, Lemurian and Palladian Collectives as well as many others. She channels detailed information about our history, structure, ascension, and transition to a fifth dimensional consciousness. Now, I know a lot of that stuff's new to some of the audience, and she's going to break it down in simplistic form for everybody in layman's terms so we can understand it. And then we'll hopefully do a demonstration on the air. And as somebody I also want you to follow up on your own uh, and see if you can learn more about what she's doing. Because you know what? The other thing I've learned about doing a podcast there's a lot of similarities. Everybody's preaching the same thing in terms of God experiencing its consciousness throughout through us. And that makes us gods. And I know it sounds like a big deal and it's kind of crazy to a lot of people, but that's really what it's about. We're all connected. And when we connect with these ascendant beings and we work through a channel, we can learn more about who we are, what we are, and how we serve. And uh, so Michelle is going to help us out with that. She also believes that she incarnated here in this time as a conduit for light workers to identify and activate their collective assignment or signature imprint. She's able to transmit light coded frequencies and vibrational healings as a vessel for crystalline light through channel messages and activations. She's channeling a book right now that explains the history behind human creation how we were designed to live at our soul's highest expression and how we will heal and rebirth many aspects of our collective reality. She's the executive director of the flower of life center for human evolution, a volunteer organization focused on raising the consciousness of the planet. So her website is michillasheldon.com and let's bring her out here right now because I can't wait to talk to her. Michilla, good evening. Robert Manny here. Hi, Robert. How are you? 
Very good. Um, I hope I did an adequate job describing kind of who you are and what you are and how you serve, if you will. Um, and I think our audience would be very uh, interested in learning about kind of how you what what an intuitive channeler is and how this came into your life. Oh, it's such a long story, but I'll start with intuitive channeling because, Robert, I truly believe we are all channels for spirit guidance. So mm-hmm. you think of it almost like a radio dial, right? You've got a, yep. an, an internal tuner. Yeah, mm-hmm. an internal tuner energy that can help you and guide you in your life. And, and we all do this differently. But, but for me, I actually signed up in this life. You know, I made an agreement before I came in to, to serve the collective in this way by channeling messages through me. So when I'm channeling, what's happening is I'm actually tuning into a different frequency than what we have available to us typically day to day because we live in a world where we're very clouded from, from spirit. You know, we have all mm-hmm. these beautiful beings, you know, angel beings, these Palladian um, guides, and so many others that are actually existing right here with us in our space. So when I'm channeling, I'm actually tuning into information that is a little bit different than what the human consciousness is tuning into on a daily basis. And I can download or bring those messages through me in a way that I can express them um, from a higher state of consciousness. So when I'm channeling those guides, those spirit beings, they're actually, um, they're actually using my voice, the terms and, and concepts that are available to me to express messages. Now, uh, it's been said by some, and I'd love to get your take on this, that everybody mm-hmm. has the innate ability to um, uh, work in concert with their spirit guides and with their uh, kind of and the super consciousness. It's just a matter of uh, some people are tuned a little bit differently than others, but we all have the ability, but we have so much mental monkey chatter that a lot of times it's uh, difficult uh, to clear the channel so we have that we're tuned in to the frequency we need to tune in to get the in guidance internally that we need to live our life's purpose. Is that true? Absolutely. And we, as unique as you are in the world from everyone else is the way that you can do this. But there are some guidelines, I would say, because aside from the mind, I mean, we know the mind is the catalyst for a lot of terrible things we have going on in our life. Let's face it, sure. we're creators, right? We're creators. And, and we create through our energy. And that energy is made up solely of our emotion, you know? So when I think of thoughts or the mind, the mind is creating the emotion, and the emotion is actually equal to that energy. So if we have a repetitive thought going on that we are we're not good enough or, you know, somehow we're blocked from, from joy or happiness in our life, we're actually creating or manifesting those experiences around us because our emotional body is so stuck in what I would call a lower vibrational energy, maybe frustration or sadness or something like that. And we have to remember that these beings, these spirit guides that can help us, they actually exist in a love frequency. So the first thing you have to consider is that we're so hard on ourselves as human beings, you know, we've been taught through religious, you know, programming and all these different things. We look, we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're constantly criticizing ourselves. And that type of a vibration isn't equal to where this information lies. So when people want to connect, I always tell them, 
really work on yourself and have some compassion. Forgive yourself. Invest in yourself daily. And, and we've forgotten to do that. You know, we are very um, drawn into situations outside of ourselves that take us throughout our day. But how many of us really invest that energetic currency back in ourselves enough to allow that kind of spiritual connection to take place? And that's truly what it takes. But beyond that, there's a lot of different tools you can use to, to match that love frequency. And meditation is a huge one. Um, I, I truly believe that meditation, regardless of the thoughts that enter or the way that you choose to do it, it has an effect on the way that you perceive your reality. It centers you, right? It gives you mm-hmm. a, higher, um, a higher perspective to view your life from. So the more you can meditate, the more you can have this beautiful access to these guides, these beings, this, this, this beautiful information. Um, but in addition to that, this love frequency, it can be matched in all areas of your life, right? You have to really evaluate your life. You know, who are the people that you're hanging around with on a daily basis? You know, what kind of music are you listening to? What kind of foods are you eating? What kind of water mm-hmm. are you drinking? You know, all of these things have a vibration, and they become a part of you the second they enter your life, whether they be ingested by you as food or water or you're, you know, connecting with these people in communication, that energy is energy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so we become a part of that consciousness. We become a part of that energy. And then we have to consider that we are magnetic and we are always matching, right? So when I'm channeling a being, my vibration is meeting their vibration somewhere in the middle. And if we want to have that communication, we have to consider all of those things that we are being equal to those beings, right? And that's how you strive for this. But also, Robert, it shows up differently for everybody. And something that I always um, tell people who are very interested in connecting to their guides is, to pay really close attention to your senses because we all have these primary senses that we're, we're really attuned to. You know, for me, it was hearing. And you asked how, how this came about for me. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually struggling with chronic pain and um, was living a very mainstream life. I, I had a marketing career and ended up staying home with my kids with a stay-at-home mom. Um, had no idea what any of this was, but started to meditate to help relieve this chronic pain that I was in. And I'm very sensitive to hearing. You know, I've always been that way my entire life. I am not one to watch the TV, but I'm always listening to music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, if I was going to learn something new, I might listen to instructions. Like I love to listen to audio books and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. what happened to me in meditation was I started to hear, right? And, and some people are more sensitive with their vision, right? They're, they're clear. Um, um, I'm sorry. It's clear sentient, which is feeling clear audience, which is hearing um, you. Some are visual. I don't know. I'm missing the word for that right now, but See, feeling you know, uh, like is clear sentient, right? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Some people, you know, if you're going to learn something new, they like to see it. They want to see that demonstration. They love color. They love art. You know, they want to, they want to watch, mm-hmm. you know, these, the big screen, you know, if you're sensitive in that way, if that's, that's the, that becomes the tool, right, that you use to, to connect during your meditations or to be aware of your environment. A lot of times our guides so beautifully give us synchronicities and signs in our life. And I have so many clients with incredible stories whose answers show up, 
you know, we might ask a question in meditation and think we didn't get the answer because we didn't hear it. But then two hours later, we might stumble into something in a magazine, right, or on the television mm-hmm. or right. in a book that we're reading that gives us exactly the answer. And, and so many people feel that's a coincidence, and they, um, they can't acknowledge that as something legitimate. And the more that you do, the more intentional you are in recognizing that and being grateful for it, the more those messages come and the more they present themselves. And the more they become internal, I think, you know, it goes from external to internal, and that's the way it happened with me. And some people can feel into the energy of others. They get messages from, from others just in conversation, right? There's just a knowing sometimes. And how many times have we had that knowing and we've not listened to it, right? We have to listen to that because if we want more of it, we have to accept it and we have to start using it in our lives and being truly intentional in how that information is accepted by us. Now, and and you, that's why it happened to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you uh, connect with a variety of guides and interdimensional beings and collectives, including Mary Magdalene, Archangels, Jeremiah, the Ancients, Ninth Dimensional Lemurian Palladian Collectives, Arcturians, Council of Light, Money. How do you, um, how do you align yourself to connect with one of those various groups or entities? Uh, how does it, how does it work? How does the process work for you? Because well, I think alignment, alignment, question. alignment yeah. is, you know, a lot of people, uh, let me just, just indulge me for a moment. Uh, the reason I ask you that, uh, yeah. you know, everybody's into, they want to, they want to manifest. And, um, and I think what a lot of people miss is the, the concept of alignment where if you, you don't have to try that hard to do things. If you are in the right alignment and the alignment should be with the truth of whatever truth is. And if you can get in that alignment, things should kind of tumble into place automatically. And once you release the uh, trying to squeeze something, you know, like the outcome, like you, you, we have to be less outcome oriented. And when you let go and you get in alignment, it's like surfing or whatever. Things can kind of happen. So how, how, do you, how do you see the process? And then how do you align yourself to communicate with these different entities? Sorry, that's kind of a big question. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. And, and what I'll say is that, you know, before I explain the way I do this, I truly believe that the mechanism that we have is so unique that you have something within you that you could never teach someone else. And when you find that thing, that is your gift. That is your purpose. You know, for me, that is channeling. I don't think that I could ever teach someone to channel the way I channel. It flows Mm -hmm. through me in such divine, you know, flow that, you know, I'm connected to it in such a way that it emerges for me. It's not something I effort at, right? And I'll give you an example. I have um, I had a client once, and um, she really wanted to learn how to channel, and she was desperate. And, and she says, well, you know, I kind of see all my life um, orbs. I've seen orbs in the room. And I said, well, can you tell me how, to, how you do that? Can you teach that to mm-hmm. me? And she said, well, no, I don't know how I do that. It just happens. And I said, Exactly. When you have that kind of a thing going on, the more that you fuel your energy into that and you become very connected to it, 
the more it's going to grow, right? It's just like practicing um, basketball, right? You're not going to get good at something unless you practice it, but you've got to know what that thing is that you're here to do before you can practice it. And, and here she was trying to jump into this channeling world, you know, maybe similar to me when she already had some really incredible gifts emerging for her. And so, yeah, we get really resistant about the outcome because we, we have this conversation in our mind about what it's supposed to show up as or what it's supposed to look like. And we really have to stay open. And there's a new energy on the planet right now that um, is very collective. So if you can become very service oriented, meaning, you know, my goal in this life is to truly have purpose to, to be of service of others. That's where that gift emerges. So for me, all of these beings, they weren't here from the start. I actually had my awakening to one being. His name was Jacob. And mm-hmm. um, it's a really beautiful story. I was, um, we have time, if you have time, if you have time, I'll tell it real quick. But I, um, yeah, I, I had been working on myself, meditating, trying to overcome this chronic pain. And um, I, it was Christmas, it was Christmas 2010. I was having a dinner party at my house. I'm the oldest of three kids, right, having the whole family over. And um, I was mm-hmm. making a beef tenderloin that day. And I woke up that morning, and I had forgotten to purchase three very key ingredients for this recipe. There was a a beef stock, a red wine, and a spice that I needed. And I started rummaging through the pantry, right? It's Christmas morning. None of the grocery Mm -hmm. stores are open. And I was getting really stressed. And at at that point in my life, stress equaled pain, and pain equaled meditation. That was my practice. That was how I was healing. But I wasn't quite channeling yet, nor did I know what channeling was, or or was I ready to admit that that was something I wanted to do. So um, I told the kids, you know, hey, I need a few minutes. And I went into my bedroom. I closed the door and went into a very deep meditation that day and, and heard three words that really changed my life. And those words were, I am Jacob. And it was a male voice, a very deep hmm. male voice, as if in the room with me. Kind of shook me out of the meditation. It was so loud. And uh, I tried to communicate back with Jacob that day, but I didn't get anywhere. But I felt this beautiful, peaceful buzzy energy fill my body and my whole vibration shift it, it just shifted um and i thought wow what was he so stressed about i can salt and pepper this thing this is christmas morning right and i walked out of the bedroom door went to the pantry opened it and there on the shelf in three sealed containers right in front of my face were the three um wow the three ingredients, ingredients. that i needed and yeah. And I, you know, I was just overjoyed. I thought, wow, I manifested something into my physical reality that day. I didn't tell the mm-hmm. soul I made the dinner, right? But that one interaction with that being caused me to go on this journey. You know, I wanted to know who was that? What was I hearing? How did this work? And I just became extremely intentional in it. And what happened to me was a whole world opened up to me. And I started channeling archangels. And then I ended up taking a channeling class after I was fully channeling for a very long time, just because I felt like I needed to know what I was doing. And mm-hmm, sure. this, this instructor, this instructor really opened my mind further about the various beings I could connect with. You know, I would walk in the door and she would say, we're, we're going to channel native Americans today. And I would say, I don't do that. I don't know how to do that. And she would say, yeah, you, you can do that. And sure enough, I would do it every time. Right. And so I actually am a very open channel. I, um, I feel like I've always come with this gift. It was always here. As a matter of fact, at one point in my awakening, I remembered as a child, I, I was having this two-way conversation in my head as I was cleaning up the dishes, the dinner dishes. 
just, you know, with some beings, just asking questions, getting answers. And I stopped and I thought, I remember I used to do this as a child. And I shut it down, you know, somewhere along the line. Just I, I grew up Catholic, you know, strict Italian mm-hmm. family. Nobody in my family Me talked too. about this or knew about it, Me too. right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so I had to come into this awakening to remember this gift, and that's what Jacob was here for. I believe we all have these special guides around us. I call them gatekeepers. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are here to shift our world, to help us to connect better, and, and he did that for me. And um, he actually isn't uh, here much anymore, to be honest. He stepped away because his work with me was done. And and at that time, I had already started connecting with so many other beings. And um, the way I channel now, Robert, is completely Mm -hmm. different than the way I first began, you know, because. Yeah, that was my next question. Do you you turn it on? How do you turn it on and off? Or how does it work for you? Like when you go out to the supermarket, do you like, okay something comes to you, you see somebody, you're like, how does the process work for you in your day-to-day life and when you're doing your work in channeling for clients? Yeah, well, here's what I notice. Um, To key into that that first extrasensory gift that you have, which for me was hearing, all of a sudden, when that goes on automatic pilot, you start to notice other things. And for me, it was the, the feeling in my body. So I would get this very tingly feeling in my left side of my left leg or my left arm. And I I began to recognize that when I got that feeling, spirit was here. And so I I began to listen, you know, when I would get that feeling, if I was at the supermarket or, um, you know, wherever I was, I would stop and just quiet my mind and, and listen and would always get this beautiful, you know, message from somebody either about myself or my family or other people around me. And, um, and I still do that today. You know, I have many times throughout the day where I get that buzz, that doorbell ring, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I stop and listen, and I'm always amazed at what I get. Um, I'm, I'm channeling a book right now that comes the same way. You know, I will get this amazing feeling in my body that I just know I need to sit down and write and, and output into the laptop. But when I'm doing sessions with others, what I do is I'm actually tuning into your energy. So if I have a client... Um, I connect to your energy and I can bring in the guides that are best suited for you, meaning those that are in your aura, those that you connect to, that you have a DNA connection, um, those that are here to give you the most important messages. And I have this really interesting direction. You know, now when I have these beings come in, you know, the Palladians, they kind of come in right above my head and I have mm-hmm. Arcturian beings that come in from the left and then I have Mary Magdalene on my right. And I, if I could draw this beautiful image around the crown of my head of all where all these beings exist they they always come in from these different directions and uh, i'm a trance channel mostly although i can be a conscious channel as well and and what that means is i go into a trance state so i go into a meditative state where i really leave my body and i describe it as my consciousness slipping out my right side and the being that's speaking coming in my left and, and truly taking over you know, my eyes, my hands, they're using my, my vocal cords, all the concepts that are within my consciousness to relay a message. And I'm an observer. And this is, again, this has changed for me as well. You know, I used to come through from these channels and not remember a darn thing. Um, I would record myself and be pretty mm-hmm. darned amazed at the things that came through. Um, now, because I've gotten so good at it and I've done it for so long, I, I truly am an observer. So when I do live events, for example, I channel for a full hour, hour and a half sometimes. 
entranced, and I'm listening. I'm observing. I can't remember everything, but I do have, often have conversations with myself. You know, someone will ask a question, and, and my consciousness will begin to panic. You know, like, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> um, but I, don't, I have to worry because the guides are always um, formulating the answer as the question is being asked, and it just floats through me. Um, and, and when I come back into my body, I'm always uplifted. You know, I, I began to feel into these guides. And when I first started channeling them, it was very um, intense, meaning when Mary Magdalene would step in, I just would feel the beautiful long hair. I would, I, I, my face would soften. My voice would, would soften. Um, I took on the characteristics of many of these beings. And mm-hmm. although that happens sometimes now, um, not so much. And again, I just equate it to the fact that I have been very fluid with this gift and I've allowed myself to be open with how it transitions. And um, I still feel that love. I still feel that high vibration of Mary coming in. I know her before she arrives because I feel her coming. You know, I know mm-hmm. what she feels like. I know the softness of her versus a Palladium vibration, which is quite different, you know? Um, but I really listened to my body and that's how I started out with this because as you can imagine, when you're connecting to spirit, oftentimes you can connect to souls that are passing. You know, there are beings that we don't want to connect with that have information. Uh, that was my next question. I mean, true. do we, right? Yeah, is there negative, how do you protect yourself? Uh, is there negativity out there? How do you kind of navigate that when you're in that energetic world? You can't just let go, right? You have to ask for some type of, do some type of protection exercise, I would think, beforehand or not? You know, um, I've really changed my thought on that over the years because when I first started channeling, I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't learn protection. And I've had had a couple encounters with some souls that have passed and beings that I just knew, you know, weren't in my highest good. And I just said no. I just told them Mm -hmm. no. I rejected them from my being. And I was always in my power, I was always able to just let go where um, there were things coming in that I didn't feel were beneficial to me. Um, what happened to me, though, is I ended up taking a channeling class, which although was very beneficial in some ways, it, it got me into more of a fear uh, vibration of, about channeling because I was taught protection, you know, and I was taught danger mm-hmm. and, you know, setting up the white candles and the crystals and all these things. And, Right. And what I've come to believe is those things are okay, you know, when we use them. But the only reason they work is because we believe that they work, because we put the intention in those things. And, mm-hmm. and I don't feel that putting something outside of yourself um, is, is true protection. I think we embody that protection and we're matching vibrations. So as long as your intention is strong and you ask for, for your guides to bring in the highest vibrational being that's best suited for your highest good and the highest good of others. You feel into that with your body and you know, you know, if your body doesn't feel or you're, you're hearing something that doesn't sound as if it is matching what you want, you just stand in your power and you say no Mm -hmm. and you move on, you know, to something different. I don't really believe in the bubble of light. And that's a very controversial statement for someone who does channeling (laughs) because a lot of Mm -hmm. people, um, you know, believe we should put up the bubble of light and the mirrors, the reflective mirrors around us. Right. And I think this is our problem, actually, is that we've been so segregated and so singular from other people um, that we truly need to drop those walls of protection okay. to come back together to support one another. And um, that helps us, you know, that helps us to be open to the guides that we need. 
Now, let me ask you about, um, so you, you channel different beings, whether it's the archangels, Jeremiah, ancients, ninth dimensional Lemurians, planes. Does, is that kind of your crew or uh, that's your crew kind of right now? And does everybody have uh, access to them or is that more tailored to your, are you more aligned to them because you're Mishila or is it something that everybody can contact those uh, ascended beings? Well, there, this is what I believe. And first of all, um, the beings that I work with are always changing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very okay. delighted in that. For example, I just recently connected with the Atlanteans, the Atlantean dolphins. And right. I channeled an entire six-week course with them um, about the physical body and how we can um, keep the physical body in harmony uh, over the next several years with many of the planetary changes. And it was a complete surprise to me that they came in. They weren't someone that I requested. Um, I believe that I, I chose an assignment in this life. I have a purpose in this life. And that since I'm aligned with that purpose, these beings, the appropriate beings will come in and they mm-hmm. will help me to relay the messages that are needed to be shared. Um, and yes, are these beings available through me to anybody? Of course they are. So if there was a message that you wanted to specifically ask of the Palladians, I would be able to connect with those Palladians for you. But I now, also why believe would... that each... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I also believe that each individual being, such as yourself, each human being, has a DNA genetic match to various forms of collective consciousness because I've seen this in my channel sessions. So when I connect for you in a session, uh, there will be specific guides who will come in just for you. And that's because they're matching something within. And oftentimes what I find is perhaps you had a very significant life in the Pleiades, right? That the Pleiadians want to activate in you. So they will come in so that you remember that and you, that you understand the significance of the time that you shared with them. Or perhaps, you know, there were multiple, we, we know, we're multidimensional. We've had so many experiences in so many different planes of reality, right? And it, it really truly aligns with your record. So we're always changing. We're always evolving. We're vibratory beings. That vibration is always changing. And in that moment, the guides that come in are best suited for who you are right now. They come in with the information to serve you in this moment. All right. Um, All right. This is guys, guys radio. Our special guest is Michelle Sheldon, and she is an intuitive channel. If you want to call us up, ask a question. The number is three, four, seven, nine, four, five, five, eight, three, four. Now I know a lot of listeners, they just want to listen on their own time and they don't call up and, that's fine. So I think what we maybe we can do this, Michelle, as I mentioned in my email, let's give people a chance to call. And if they don't, maybe we can take a few minutes, carve out a little time and I'll throw a question or whatever at you. And maybe you can uh, give us a, a I'll quote unquote demonstration, but maybe you can tap in and uh, show us how you do it. And uh, you can do me on the air. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to put it out there because I have questions like everybody else does. And I think one of the main questions that people have is I think if people are circumspect, I think everybody would really like to know, like what is there? Supposedly we've all signed up for an assignment on this uh, plane, 
like you have found that, you know, you're doing what you should be doing. And I think that so many people go through this life and they get distracted by different things and they, they never really sort out what it is that they should be doing. And I think once they can connect to that, their lives become much more fulfilling and much better. And I've always wondered for myself, even I, I, I'm, my background is a similar to yours, marketing background, many years in corporations and ad agencies, love doing the work, uh, love the process. And then I said, I got to write a book. And I wrote one novel and it was like the practice novel. And then I wrote another novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And I got that published. And then I put uh, Guy's Guy's Radio out there. And, and now I'm focused on this direction. And um, I'm wondering, you know, I did a channel session with uh, Paul Selig, who you might be familiar with. He wrote the uh, mm-hmm. book, I Am the Word. And I went to one of his seminars and uh, a workshop. And then I did a private session and the guides told me, they said, I asked them kind of a similar question. This was about four years ago. And they said, mm-hmm. would you be doing what you're doing if there was no money in it? And I said, mm-hmm. that's, a great, that's a great question. So what's happened is, the answer is through experience, yes, because I was making a lot of money doing the, you know, the corporate thing and doing this. I know it's there. I have a screenplay. I have a TV series, pilot, treatment. I have Guys, Guys Radio. I have an agent who's pitching a series of nonfiction books, Guys, Guys books. And, uh, and I'm working on a sequel to, the, to, uh, to my novel. But I'm always wondering, like, should I? Cause I've always had, like, my, uh, my hand still in the, the corporate life. I'm looking at a deal there right now. And it's like, do I want to do that? Should I keep going this way? And I, would, I, would, I, and I, and I work on aligning myself into the direction I need to go in because, you know, I'm a boomer. I've been around and uh, I want to I want to I want to get on the fast track to do what I should be doing with the time I have to do it. OK, so as you're talking, there's a lot of information flooding in and I'm connecting with the Palladians for you. Okay. So let's talk about the way that you have structured your life, because this is what it's all about. You see, as we are earth beings, we have a record and let us explain what that record is. That record in itself is vibrational. It is not predisposed or predetermined, meaning that there are a set number of experiences you're meant to have when you come into this physical body. What you come with is a vibrational record that aligns with the stars. So you chose an incarnation date, and that incarnation date now vibrates within a planetary energy. And as the planets align with that incarnation date, there are cycles of time that you experience. And in those cycles of time, you are given opportunities to transcend your physical experience or evolve through history, things that you brought with you here. So in some respect, the things that you've chosen in this life have a tie to things you have done elsewhere either in higher dimensions or here on the earth plane. And you've magnetized the fragmented parts of the self, and you can see how you have done this. You have taken aspects of your desire or your intention, and you have created something through them in physicality. But where we see the human consciousness really stumbling, similar to what you're expressing in this moment, is that you're walking through timelines. There is a third dimensional timeline that you have created your identity through. And that third dimensional timeline presents many challenges to you, a monetary structure that isn't serving you, 
there are many programs that you have, things you have been taught in society that are not equal to your truth. And you have an opportunity in this moment to understand that your vibration, although it is pulling you to the awareness and the perception of what you truly wish to be in this life, it is still tied to the requirements or the fulfillment from those requirements of what the third dimension offered you. But you see, you're walking into a timeline right now where those third dimensional aspects are changing, and they must. So the question becomes, how do you navigate knowing mm-hmm. that there is something you wish to do to be of service and using the tools that you have available to you, such as what you've already created, the, the books, the, the expressions of, um, of connection or communication. So let's go specifically into your timeline and let's talk about the collective assignment that you made and, and the reason that you are so interested in the Pleiadians is I see a lot of locations lighting okay. up within the Pleiades for you. But in addition to that, Arcturus too. So I feel that you've had some experience in, in Arcturus. And, and before we even started this call, I was um, told that you were a healer in this life. But the earth plane lit up for you in the native energies. And so I want to, I want to remind you about the native tribes and, and the pipe ceremonies that, that the native males would come together and, and hold. Because the males in many of these native tribes upheld these pipe ceremonies because it was bringing a vibrational energy, not just to themselves, but to the children, to the animals, to the, to the women of the tribe. And it helped to set the tone for a cohesive energy where all beings were equal. So the word hierarchy comes into this, right? And that's truly what you came to transmute in this life. Notice patterns in your life where hierarchies are a very prominent uh, feature. In other words, someone has more and someone has less. Or there's a corporate ladder to climb. Or in some way, there's a set of rules that must be followed. Because what happened in that tribal energy was in the peace ceremonies, in the pipe ceremonies, those hierarchies were broken down. So that the I am in you, you are in me frequency was existing in all beings, meaning there was um, Hmm. a collective space. And that served the tribe because there was no one man against another. All men were equal and all men were intentional in allowing that collective to be in harmony. And that's what you came to serve. The reason that the Pleiadian Collective comes in to show you that is because in that collective, there is a similar situation that takes place. The Pleiades, they're very open to accepting other races of beings. It is not just the Pleiadian energies that reside there. The, there are many hybrid beings. There are many different, um, even reptilian beings, Arcturian beings that have come into that space and now inhabit it. So what's had to take place is almost a teaching, a healing of those beings coming together in that very similar type of peace ceremony to find that oneness. And, and as we remind you of this, we offer also that you come in alignment with an energy that's very grounded. And, and there's nothing wrong with being grounded here. Being grounded to the earth and having a manifestation of physicality is very important in this time. So we make you a light worker coming forward with a healing energy that's very grounded. And it becomes finding that tribal energy where all beings are equal and the hierarchies that are not only outside of us, but we take within are dismantled. And so the message they want to give you first is that you've chosen a very physical means 
to interpret this through, a very third dimensional means to interpret this through. And that's, that's perfectly fine because that's the energy you were raised in. That's the energy that you existed in. But where you're moving is more of a, a non-physical interpretation. But what's interesting about that, Robert, is they show me the collective beings coming together, almost this meeting of people in physicality. And what happens is sometimes we forget that native energy where we had to be present with one another in that circle in order to truly heal ourselves. And this is where I see you moving next. So the common thread between all of these things that you have been doing and your throat chakra is obviously very prominent. They show this huge light <laughs> around your throat chakra for, for, for me emanating this green healing, right? So the work that you're doing is obviously coming through the throat chakra and it's something that is having a healing effect. But the guides want you to pay attention to how it can all be combined in something that is more of this peace pipe collective type of energy where all of the tribal um, beings come together as one and set the tone for abolishing these hierarchies between one another and within ourselves. And this is the platform that you're building here. This is the collective intention that you came with. Now, we want to address finances because we know that's a question that was um, interwoven <laughs> within your intention. And we know that when you make a shift into a higher dimension or when you're walking two dimensions, finance becomes a very difficult struggle because in a fifth dimensional energy, what we're doing is we're using the tool of monetary resource to fuel something new, a new vibrational timeline that serves others. But we also need it for ourselves. When we are looking at finance, we have to consider that we bring the definition to that energy. So money in your life is not something that's been defined for you. It's something you're defining in every moment. You have the ability to stay very neutral with money. What that means is it's, it can support you in the moment with what your needs are. While you are placing energetic currency into the next phase or the next timeline you are building in order to receive it differently. And that money, that monetary frequency, it can come in through people, through resources, and a lot of different types of energy. So you need to have more of an open mind about how that receiving can take place. And also manifestation here has changed. And we want you to realize that you even learned manifestation in the third dimensional energy. You learn to manifest for the self, right? I need the car. I need the money. I need the home. Or I need it for my children or I need it for my family. Right. Where mm -hmm. we're working at now is I need what is able to help me serve better right? Right, exactly. into the collective. And that sets the tone for you receiving everything that you need because we are beginning to now interpret our desires, our needs through a whole different energy. So that's a, that's a uh, evaluation that we're making in the moment, right? So becoming mm -hmm. more perceptive of what you truly need and what your true desires are, because what we always say is a desire is not something you're lacking. When you're defining or making a list of desires, if it's something you're lacking in your life, it's not a true desire. It's, that's a want. A desire is something that you already know within, that already that you feel you want to manifest or you want to choose as something that the collective interacts with you through. So the more you can stay aligned with those true desires, the more you can manifest everything that you need moving into that next timeline. 
Yeah. Got it. Anything specific that I need to be doing then? Okay, so I get um, really pleased to welcome Archangel Michael into this transmission. And and the first thing he wants you to do is truly evaluate the relationships in your life. Um, and, and what we say is, and we are pleased to enter this transmission, what we wish to say is that every soul contract that you have made or every um, individual that you have existing within your, your frequency is in some way tied to magnetics, meaning that you attracted them based on some predisposed energy. And sometimes we're ready to purge the energies of the past because we've gone through the ascension process. We've worked on ourselves, these codes, these planets have aligned to allow us a new space. And that opening is, is an opportunity but we begin to choose the same timelines over again. And, and this is what Michael most wants you to recognize mm-hmm. in your life. We well, you might be choosing people who are on that timeline that you no longer want to exist on that are trying to serve something that isn't even in the same dimension as they exist in. So we have to set our sights and our focus on resources and relationships and people that exist in the same dimensions, the same energy that we are. In other words, if those people cannot understand your desire, your purpose, your truth, they cannot align with it in a way that brings it a manifestation right, or abundance. So that's mm-hmm. the first bit of advice is to really look at and scrutinize the relationships you're, cho- you're choosing because they have to be equal to what you mm-hmm. want to create. And if they're sense. not, they're not going to serve you. Beyond that, what we want to say is becoming more interactive with your community in a physical standpoint would be very well advised. And I truly see um, this community feeling coming around the energy that you're, you're, you're outputting. So I think you're going to grow this more. That's what I want to say. It's been very fragmented. You know, the book's been separate from the show, been separate from the other things yes. that you've been doing. Yes. But there's a cohesive energy coming together that the guys want you to recognize. You know, what's the common thread that you can pull these things together and make something into a more collective type of energy. And that collective energy needs to be interactive, right? I see you as almost this incredible coach, you know, Um, helping people to maneuver the same types of situations you're maneuvering in this very moment. And and what the guys always say at this point is we never manifest any experience in our life if it isn't some way tied to the work that we came to do in the world, right? So we have to pay attention to our own struggles, our own situations. They give us the clues as to what we came to heal in others. So navigating this time that you're in, jumping that timeline, and, you know, for you it truly becomes a choice, right? What inclusion is the word that they give me? What are you including in your consciousness that you want to match and you want to manifest through, And how is that inclusion able to create your story differently so that you can help others make that same choice? Because that's most what I see, right? This hierarchy within, it's equal to those two, that that crossroads, right, that that Michael shows us, the the third dimension versus the fifth dimension, right? What direction do you truly want to go? You can't choose them both. And you can't use resources from the third dimension to anchor you into the fifth. You can bring them with you and you can redefine them, right? But at some point you have to choose the, the things that match where you want to go. And this becomes your story. That's what breaks that hierarchy down in you, right? And that's the hierarchy everyone has within themselves. So I, I think that you're going to be using some of these tools in concert, right? 
there, um, uh, the other message that Michael brings in is some of the people that you've had on your show, the guests that you've had on your show, they're resources for you, right? You've been manifesting resources. This is information you've needed to have in your consciousness for the, the type of healing that you're here to do, right? That, that entire tribal collective that comes together to find that common space, there were many tools that they used. There was nature, right? There were ceremonies. Mm-hmm. There were rituals, right? That's what you've been accumulating here. You know, the ceremonies, the rituals, the tools, the people, the places, the things that are not only assisting you in, 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 in raising your consciousness, but are becoming that cohesive interaction with others. So where I believe that you're truly going, Robert, is in a more healing type of capacity. You know, moving into that, that tribal leader that is here to work both individually and collectively with those tribal men that need to break that hierarchy down. And they need a very grounded type of support that comes in in many resources. And they're all unique, right? There's a uniqueness to this. We have to, we have to care for the uniqueness of each being in order to be whole for the collective, right? In order to be whole for the mm-hmm. tribe. And that's the space I see you holding. I think you might find yourself moving in the direction of actually having interaction one-on-one with people in a coaching type of a scenario, but that might be something that, um, you know, you, you manifest. The guides are always cautioning me to say that, you know, your divine record is open in this moment. And, and we say these things to activate you, not because they're meant to be taken so literally, because when we get stuck in those literal transi- transitions or translations, I should say, uh, we don't allow our free will and our creative energy to make them so our own. Right? And we, we really came here to not just be of service. You know, the service that we're here to do in the world it is service to self. It, it, it creates joy in our life. It creates fulfillment in our life. So envision yourself being that healer, that guide. But I, I think it might be a little more physical. I think that's the direction you might be taking this. And you might be able to see where these fragmented pieces come together as some sort of a module, right? some type of a, um, a platform that you're using not only for yourself, but now to break down this hierarchy within others and within collectives. You're building consciousness. That's what we most want you to know. This is the Palladians that come back in. When you think of um, the consciousness of men, there are many archetypal patterns that you're dealing with, and those archetypal patterns have deep historic meaning. So shifting consciousness is truly what you came to do. Right. So when you begin to think of it that way, you can see where all of the things you've done fit in to that picture. Got it. Well, super helpful. Yeah. So th- thank you so much. And thanks. Thanks to Archangel Michael and to the guides and the Palladians. Uh, I will absorb all of that and uh, put it to good use. So thank you. Now, we have a caller who actually called up just when you started on this and has been on hold. And I know we're kind of getting towards the end of the sh- at the end of the show. Would you mind if I put them on? We'll see what they have to say. Absolutely not. Yes, please. Okay. All right. Let's see. I don't know who they are, and we'll see. It's from eight oh five. Good evening. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Who is this? Hi. This is Deborah in Southern California. Hi, um, Robert and Michaela. I have never listened to your show, Robert, but I saw just a few minutes ago that Michaela was going to be on and. Okay. absolutely love her work, and I just love what she did for you, yeah. and I'd like Me to too. say hi. <laughs> oh, hi, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I didn't know. <laughs> um, 
I didn't know if if you are doing any other, if I could ask a couple questions or um, receive any messages, or did you want just um, questions that don't have to do with getting a message back? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and ask your question. Okay. Well, I've been retired for about 10 years. I used to work as a intuitive color reader and a healer myself. I got ill and I'm back pretty well and gone through a lot of changes, pretty happy, but I'm in a, a void. Like it's, I'm just kind of here watching everything. So I just wondered yeah. what group I was in. I know I'm in a change. I'm not sure where I'm really supposed to focus my energy next. I don't feel really pushed to do anything, I feel pretty happy just being. And I also wonder if you could tell, besides what group I'm working with, maybe where I'm headed um, and what frequency or dimensions I might be working in or anything that would be helpful. Absolutely. So a couple of different guides come in for you, and, and, and there's some things I want to mention. So I'm connecting with Archangel Metatron for you, but, but really interestingly, Blue Avians. Are you familiar with the Blue Avians? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I, I don't connect with them. They're very birds. Often, they have little beaks, and yeah. Yeah. As soon as these yeah. started talking, they all started flooding in. <laughs> um, so much love. Yeah. So much love. That excites um, me. Yeah, I feel it, excitement in my center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what I want to tell you is, you're not alone. First, and in, in, in Metatron is kind of helping me guide through this message um, because okay. this is something that's been coming up a lot. Um, so we, we just went through a planetary shift, a really yes. intense planetary Huge. shift, and we've been Huge. very connected to that. So we, we actually are stepping on a new timeline right now. And okay. That's what I feel, are, so I don't know what yes. to do. I'm just... <laughs> and and okay. there's not. This is the thing. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Don't think okay. about doing right now. Think about being right. because okay, this isn't I'm the time for action. That. Yeah, okay. and you know what? Um, this this space around us. It's it's this new field, but this is a great time to start creating. So the guys have been okay. talking about structure. So we have the structure around us and, okay. and all that means is it's all the stuff right the guides make it like our platform you know if you put bricks mm-hmm. and you've got the mortar with the bricks right <laughs> that's our relationships our work you know the way we manifested in the world the mortar is the vibration that we held and that mortar crumbled okay. because we're now vibrating differently so all those bricks mm-hmm. started floating out you know we had a kind of a turbulent time where we had to make a lot of really physical changes shifts in our lives things right. dropped away things changed well now a lot of people are coming to me saying, like, I feel at peace, but yet nothing's happening. I'm in this void. Right. It's That's very, exactly. very quiet. Yes. Yeah. And, and so this new structure is building around us right now. So okay. the best thing for you to do in the moment is mm-hmm. to truly create that structure. You know, use the mind, sit in meditation, you know, pull the okay. things together that, you know, that you used to love to do and, and ask for the guys to show it to you differently or place the things in there. Like we just talked about true desire. You know, what is it that you truly desire? Now's the time to start putting that out there, you know, put it out and just put it in your field, you know, spend some time visualizing it because it's a very powerful time with our crystalline energy to do that. In addition to that, um, the blue avians come in because I see that you have a really strong tie to nature you know, the color, obviously, I see that, you know, oh, my gosh. And that's where they manifest. They come in through nature. That's a portal for them. You know, birds and so I think fly that, in my cottage. I live in a beautiful garden, and and yeah. that's why I healed, I think. And the birds actually come in here. <laughs> the real you birds. Know, yeah. 
<laughs> well, um, I don't know what you were working with before as far uh, as the painting you were doing. Therapy. Color therapy, okay. soma and have ever has anyone ever told you that you were creating portals? Portals <laughs> in your um, I know some have been opening up here in my dream space, and one just opened up yeah. right now in my ear just with us talking about it. And a few yeah. light came in. Oh, yeah, something's going on. That's where you're okay. heading. Yeah, that's that's where the blue aliens come in. You know, they show me nature and they show me portals. So keep your mind open to how your painting might change. Um, when they show me these portals, I just want to tell you really quick, um, sometimes we can vibrationally give someone a portal that helps them to transcend something in their life, like a timeline that they're okay. on, that they're repeating, right? We have these relationships that we rerun over and over and over again, yes. right, with a, another person or the same person. Sometimes yes. people need, you know, a portal image to go through to, to help them in their life to transcend those timelines, and it's an energy. It's like bringing the guide home with you, right? Um, But the blue avians are really going to be working with you to assist you, and I think they're already in your frequency. They're already in your field, Um, and they're going to assist you with those portals. So I think that's the next step on your journey. Yeah. Wow. Okay, thank you. That was really helpful. I so appreciate it, and thank you, Robert, for having her on. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for calling Thank you for for calling calling in. Okay. okay, I'll continue listening, but I'll hang up. Thank you. Okay, and is it? Thank you. I've been, have I been pronouncing your name wrong the entire broadcast? It's Mi- Michaela. Uh, you know what? I every yes, it is Michaela. And I, every <laughs> Michaela. time the question, you know what? It was like you would say it, and then the question would go on, and then I would forget that I was going to remember. Yes, it is Michaela. My yes, apologies. Yes. Okay, yeah, so okay. let's. Uh, I know we've kind of gone over, and thank you for your kindness and generosity. Please tell our audience where they can find out more about you and your services, and uh, also sure. about um, uh, the uh, Flower of Life Center for Human Evolution, also. Yes. Um, so my website is MichaelaSheldon.com. It's M I C H E I L A. S-H-E-L-D-A-N.com. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Twitter. And I am the executive director of the Flower of Life Center for Human Evolution. And what we do is um, we, we're really here to help raise human consciousness, but we have so many different things to offer. We have a variety of different tools like our um, Higher Consciousness Magazine, and we do um, interviews, and we have an expo to help people that are in similar situations as we just talked about, Robert, you know, where we're transcending timelines and we're trying to make that switch from, you know, being in that third dimensional world to really operating at the level of our purpose. So there's a lot of resources there for you. You can go to floweroflifecenter.org or awakenempoweredexpo.com. A lot of my work um, is there. My channel videos are all out for free on YouTube. So you can go to um, my YouTube channel for Michaela Sheldon or the Awaken Empowered Expo YouTube channel. They're all there, and there's a wealth, a wealth of information there that you can listen to. Fantastic. Well, listen, Michaela, you've been fantastic. You're authentic. You're the real thing, and I'm uh, so happy that you joined us. And hopefully we can do it again at some point because uh, you're fascinating. I think we only scratched the surface. Absolutely. Robert, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Okay, and happy holidays to you. And, uh, folks, that's our show for this evening. Again, our special guest has been Michaela Sheldon, MichaelaSheldon.com, and learn all about her and uh, check out her services. Uh, We're going to be back next week on Wednesday, and we actually have another uh, intuitive on uh, Hans Christian King, who has been on the show before, and he has a book called Guided. And I'm just going through that now. And he talks about a lot of the same things and a lot of similar processes 
that uh, Michaela has talked about. So it should be very interesting. We're on kind of a spiritual path uh, going into December with our guests. And, you know, we always have relationship coaches and entertainment people, et cetera. But I always like to get into this metaphysical area and really in an effort to, to, to help men raise their consciousness and really think about things in a different way than just defining themselves through, you know, how much money they make or what is their job title and, you know, where they're getting their next steak and martini, <laughs> even though I, I've enjoyed my steak and martinis over the years, though I quit eating meat eight years ago and I've never looked back. But anyhow, uh, thanks for everybody for listening to the show. And remember, as always, guys, guys, finish first.